Welcome to the Assemble Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to join my signature studio growth webinar? Sign up for my free webinar, The Complete Roadmap to Dance Studio Growth at assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hi guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Today I am so excited to be bringing you an interview with the wonderful Christian Altuve from Dance Motion Marketing. Christian began his journey as a filmmaker learning the science of storytelling to create emotional connections with people through stories. After partnering up with marketing mentors, he's become fascinated with helping businesses gain more customers online. When Christian isn't working on business, he loves hosting community dinners with his friends and spends a lot of time outdoors enjoying long runs and bike rides. Dance Motion Marketing was founded with the core mission to empower dance studios to fill every class they offer without wasting time or energy on becoming a full-time marketer. Now, in this chat with Christian, we jumped into all things to do with Facebook's ads and marketing and ways to save you money and time so you're not wasting your valuable time trying to figure out how Facebook ads and how to get more students into your studio. He also has an amazing free training I want to share with you at the top of the episode and it's a free training to learn the seven keys to profitable Facebook ads for dance studios and you can grab your own copy by going to www.dancemotionmarketing.com forward slash Facebook training opt-in. I will be sure to include that link in the show notes so if you're driving or unable to go to that website right now I'll include it in the show notes so you can catch that anytime and I know that you guys are going to find this episode super super valuable so without wasting any further time let's jump straight into the interview. So welcome Christian thank you so much for joining me today. Hey Claire. And you are joining me all the way from the United States. What area are you in at the moment? That's correct. Right now I'm in Chicago. Amazing. I've never been to Chicago, but I've been to America a couple of times, but I'd like to go to Chicago. Uh, Is it, no, what season? No, you guys are heading out of winter into your spring? Spring. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to enjoy some of my first sunrise runs this, this last week waking up with shorts it's felt good so we're coming out of the winter and i'm happy about that oh amazing see we we are we've just finished our summer heading into well into our autumn so um we're a bit opposite but still Uh, it's still hot here even though it's not summer (laughs) but that's okay (laughs) so um as we jump into the show i'd love you to tell me a little about your business and how you started specifically working with dance studio owners and in what way you work with dance studio owners at the moment totally yeah so um really my background began in filmmaking and that's kind of like how i pursued i left like a software consulting corporate job to pursue filmmaking and after spending a couple years like making video content for various brands across various industries i started recognizing that a video alone isn't enough to help a business grow like a lot of business owners just didn't know how to use it and i'm like okay 
I kind of want to figure it out. How do I figure out this whole marketing thing? And, and so I just started learning a lot more. And it just so happened that uh, dance studios were my first like guinea pigs with video marketing and doing landing pages and ads, just putting, uh, starting to applying everything I've been learning. And I was really thrilled to see that it started working. And that actually, that began for me just to put it into context as we were getting out of COVID a little bit is when I started working with dance studios. And it was really meaningful for me to like hone in all the skills that I developed at one point to start making like a meaningful impact for a local business and help them rebuild after the pandemic. So um, now my partner, Bryce, he's like, you're doing something really cool. I'd love to help you. And so me and him are kind of teaming up, um, uh, starting to try to teach people. Like really we're, we're doing a lot of, we're doing the advertising and the marketing on behalf of studios, but now it's like, how can we also teach people um, to empower them to know how to take control of their own marketing? And so now we're developing more like an education model. And I, I know you're a coach as well. So you know a little bit about that as well and how helpful it can be to the, to the dance studio market. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's definitely um, a time and a place for some businesses just to be like, I don't need to do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the skills or I, you know, or they have the money to be able to outsource it completely. But sometimes I think um, for some studio owners, whether it be size or there's a, you know, a heap of different reasons why it might be better to learn the skills themselves to be able to implement in the business or, potentially train a teacher or someone who already works for them to start kind of developing those skills because I know well video is such obviously a visual platform and being Mm -hmm. dance related we have I always talk to my clients about this that we have so much like visual potential in our businesses that we really need to capture so um i love the fact that you do the marketing but that you also teach other studio owners how to do it because the main thing i probably see in facebook groups and the main question i hear from my clients is like how do i grow my studio how do i Mm -hmm. get more students and at the end of the day it it comes down to a lot of different things but one of the main ways to get people into the business is through marketing which often i would say includes visuals and all of that that goes along with it so um that's really exciting to hear and it's a awesome like you have your i guess own small business working with other small businesses so you understand like day to day how busy everyone gets so that's really awesome too totally like we're wearing a lot of hats you know so it's it's we want it like as I myself want to go through marketing studio owners also and like we don't want to become full-time marketers to do that either mm-hmm. so it's it's fun to be able to help each other out in that way yeah absolutely so you already told me a little bit about yourself how you're sort of in Chicago and I know everyone around the world is dealing with different COVID restrictions and things at the moment but I'd love to know a little bit more about you and your day-to-day at the moment and what that looks for you like are you working one-on-one with dance studio owners every day or are you working sometimes more on the education side like what's your day-to-day look like for you at the moment yeah so right now I have um, a few studios where they basically just handed off the advertising to me and so um, with those it's just like checking in uh, actually re- more recently it's been helping them come up with summer camp plans and just how to market it once their schedules are in place so that's been a big thing and then so I spend some days inside Facebook ads like helping you know just improving and trying to reduce the cost for some of those studios and then on the other side it's trying to just create some content 
Um, we've been hosting like workshops, um, just trying to get in front of people and just doing ask me anything style like feedback sessions. So that's more of like the group type coaching in a way. Um, so it's a little bit of a mix right now. Some, a lot of technical things, but then also more so, hey, how can we just invite you into a Zoom room just like this? And we'll give yeah. you feedback on your landing pages, on your Facebook ads, um, and really just find little ways to help them get some quick wins. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that sounds really, really awesome. So jumping a bit, I guess, back into from a dance shoe owner's perspective and what you're seeing working with them day to day, or just like your knowledge of the industry, what is sort of like one thing or a main thing that you notice that dance shoe owners are currently struggling with, with their marketing? So is, is there one question or is it always different depending on who you're working with? I think a common theme is like the technology and the marketing jargon just goes over the head. Cause you and I as marketers, we understand what a landing page is for. We know what a Facebook ad is for, but when I see them trying to do it on their own, they're just missing the mark. They're like getting information. They're trying to do it on their own, but I think there's just a lot of technology stuff and Facebook and all these things are constantly changing. And so, yeah, I think it's just like, I'm trying to do it on my own, but just tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And so that's, that's like a very common thing um, from a website and marketing perspective. They're like, there's a lot of information out there. There's just so mm -hmm. much information. All they need is someone to tell them, Hey, move this here or change this setting. And like, those are the kind of things that I've been commonly seeing as I interact with uh, dozens of studio owners over the last couple of months. Yeah. I, I would, I would have to agree. And like, I, I would say I have more expertise than like a, a someone who's never done it before, but I don't like, I'm not a marketing expert, but even I know when I'm doing setting up my Facebook ads, like I'll get it done and I'm like, Oh, that's really good. And then I'll go and check like my stats and I'll be like, Oh, why is that performing so terribly? And then you're like, Oh, I, there's this little one thing that wasn't missing or I should have done this conversion. And, and it's, just the tiniest little tweaks, but often I think people have an initial bad experience or whether they spend, you know, $200 on a campaign that gets them one view and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't work. And like, yes, I would agree right. it didn't work that time, but it's because of ABCD or, or whatever the reasons are. But um, it's really, it is so tricky. And the problem, like you said, is that you get used to kind of the way Facebook's working in one capacity and then it'll change right. its dashboard and you're like, Oh, uh, like this looks so different now. So, right. um, and there is like Facebook used to love ads and then now they love this and now they're going to love that soon. And it's just sort of like, what, what is the best thing to do? So I think right. I, I assumed that would be kind of the, the common question, but you never know. So I'm always, always interested to find out. Yeah, like one, uh, I, I think a quick, a quick thing that I can share too that I've been seeing is, um, you know, even studios who do have like, hey, it's like we have website traffic, but people aren't coming in through the door. And I look on the website and I think because a lot of studios use studio management software, whether, whether it's like Dance Studio Pro, Jackrabbit Dance, these are tools for your existing customers to come log in and register for a class. But that those are your customers. They're happily going to do that because they already know you. They, they spend money with you. They're a customer. But someone who's meeting you for the first time, I see, I see studios like advertising and they expect someone new who hasn't met a studio to fill out this long form to register. But it's like, no, that's like way too much. It's like asking for marriage before a first date. <laughs> so it's like, 
just get a name, phone, or email, trade yeah. it for a schedule or anything or, or, or like another kind of offer and just keep it really simple for, yeah. for anyone who's new. So I think that's probably the common theme is the struggling. How do I get new students who haven't met me yet? Because yeah. everyone's a pro at keeping their existing customers, retaining them over the course of years and years and years. Like I think the coolest thing that I've been discovering is uh, when I meet with an owner and I meet a teacher and that teacher began as a student, as a little kid, and they've grown and now they're teaching and giving back to the community, which is so amazing to see that people stick around and are loyal to the communities. Mm, yeah, that's really amazing. Um, that, that, help, that happens a lot. And it's really, I love seeing it too. But going back to what you were saying about the, you know, asking someone to marry you before you even date them. Um, I, like I, I think what sometimes studio owners and myself too, uh, in that forget that, you know, we have to think about ourselves as a consumer. Like and when I click off to a link, I don't want to be putting my credit card details into something that I don't even know who they are. I've not had a conversation. I don't actually have the information that I want yet. So mm -hmm. there needs to be that step between, like you said, like, a free download, whether it be like a, a, a song or actually, no, probably not that. That's probably not allowed to do like a, a coloring in sheet or like you said, a timetable or a welcome pack to get them into your emails and have their contact details. Mm -hmm. Then you need to either call them. And then that other, like the dance studio software is like more of a members area. And totally. that is really important still to have on your website. It's really easy and you want to be able to direct people to it but it shouldn't be where your Facebook ads are going to because yep. I'm not, right. not, not going to fill that out. So I'm sure, <laughs> you know, like someone down the street's not going to either. Yeah. Claire, you nailed it spot on right there. Um, and I think it's like treating it like a school, you know, like you're not going to enroll into a school until you do get that welcome packet. And as a parent or who's like signing up for a kid, you want to learn and, and like get to know the school before you ever make that kind of a commitment. And so making it as simple as possible for them to get some, get info because the other thing if you're relying on Facebook ads you know a parent could be at home looking scrolling through their phone they see something they click in but then if they see this long form and then their kids nagging at them hey mom come check this out they leave the phone and they forget about it and so you lose an opportunity to get someone to give you their information and say hey I want to learn more mm -hmm. and so making it so simple that next step always has to be really really simple yeah yeah and in as long as you have their email, then you can also contact them again via Facebook ads if you want to in the future. Um, yeah. So there is a, there's a process. And I think that um, it's, again, it's not, they're not forgetting like something super obvious, like, oh, you don't even have your email on your website. Like it's not something like, oh, oh gosh. It's just like these little tweaks to try and sort of not mimic, but structure our businesses more as if we are, you know, a digital product and a digital business or more mm -hmm. structuring what I talk to my clients about all the time is structuring your business like a business. I know dance studios are creative and that's really awesome. But at the end of the day, we have the same process as a regular mm -hmm. business. And, and yeah. with that in mind, we need to be getting clients through the door in a similar way. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So we talked a little bit, I guess, about the main issue that studio owners are currently having. So what do you think is one thing that, you know, dance studio owners could, should focus on right now? Is there like a first step? Is it that trial page or is it something else? 
I would say if today a studio is running an advertisement on Facebook, they are spending money. Um, I would first look, just take yourself through it. Like if put yourself, like you said, put yourself in the shoes of your consumers, walk through your own ad, ask yourself, Hey, or give it to a friend. Hey, what questions come up? Cause mm-hmm. if people are still confused, if they're confused, if they're unclear, then, you know, you have some work to do. So yeah. I always say, you know, make sure walk through it first yourself. Like whenever I build something for a client mm-hmm. before we launch it and are spending money, I walk through it. I make sure the emails are getting to me. I make sure yeah. it's easy to put in for my information. Cause once you start spending, putting money out there mm-hmm. and you have all these holes in your bucket, you're going to start losing money. And so yeah. making sure that it's all buttoned up in place. So I think that's the, the first thing. And the second thing is if you aren't really actively marketing or promoting, think about uh, one specific slice that you want to get to. So another common thing I, I see studios are like, Hey, we do dance for everyone, but every dance studio is saying they do classes for everyone. And so for example, uh, my client, uh, my client loved the dance studio. We, she does everything from pre-K all the way to teen competition. If we were to do marketing for everything, I don't think it would be as successful, but right now all we're doing is uh, kids five and under. That's the only thing that's marketing. Cause then, you know, it's parents who have kids. It's like really specific. Um, and so I would, I would find what's that one place that will help you enroll new students. Right. And so yeah. I think that would be my next recommendation too. I agree. And it's all about, I know like niching is a, a completely different topic altogether, but right. when I talk to my <laughs> clients about that, I'm like, okay, so let's really talk about and really sort of refine down your niche. And they're like, yeah, my niche is, dance and I'm like yes I know like it is a niche like when I talk to just general people they're like wow what a specific niche but you have to even get more specific and there is um ways that your dance studio differs to the one next door and it will next door down the road Mm -hmm. and it should be that way if we all look exactly the same why would anyone you know why is someone coming to you specifically so I find um thinking about why you're different. And then again, like you said, an ad for an under five is going to look completely different to someone who's looking for a beginner hip hop for their 12 year old. Yeah. So you can't, you can't expect that person to kind of go, Oh, look, there's a cute little ballerina. My teen would love that in her age group. Like, you know, like people just don't right. kind of make that leap. So if you're really looking to fill a specific class or a specific age group, setting up ads that are really targeted to that is you're going to see better results anyway. Totally. Totally. Cause then you want to be able to see yourself in it. Right. Mm. Like you said, if you're selling a uh, ballet, ballet class, but you have a kid who's, who's interested in hip hop, when mm. you see it, it's like, not for me, that studio's not for me. And you're going to, yeah. you're going to gravitate to the one that does show you that. Mm. Yeah. And you know, like occasionally often, like sometimes people will see that ballet thing. They might click through and then they might look at your socials and go, oh, look, they actually do offer what I'm, what I'm looking for. But like we said, people are time poor and people are just scrolling yeah, now. Time so poor, you, I like that. <laughs> you want to just kind of grab their attention by showing them what they want. So maybe doing more specific ads with a smaller budget will be something to think about. But like, I know like I make mistakes all the time. Like I was, this is the irony of this is not lost on me. I was teaching my uh, studio manager how to set up a Facebook ad. 
And I was like, we'll just do a pretend one. Like it won't, you know, we won't put this up, whatever. And then did it, left it, didn't think about it for like five days. And then I was like, I don't know. I just like, I better check that I didn't turn that ad on. And I went back and I had spent $700 on a fake Facebook ad because it just... I was just showing her all the different parameters and I was like, look, you can be like uh-huh. $200 a day. And luckily I only checked a couple of days later. Yeah. I'm still horrified. Oh, Claire. Wow. It's you know, that easy. I mean, it's that easy, you know, that's like worst case scenario. But what I want to say to people listening is that if there's anything you can learn from my <laughs> absolute horror is that once you set up an ad, you do need to be checking in with it as well. Right. To tweak it. Or hire someone like yourself who has more expertise and won't just be like, (laughs) (laughs) well, Claire, you're very brave for sharing that story. And I think it's the, I mean, those, we have to make mistakes. Like, Oh, I'll uh, never do that again. It wasn't easy. Like at the beginning for some of the dance leaders I I began with, because I was cutting my teeth on Facebook ads and we did have to spend a little bit of money to make money and you learn, but as long as you're learning, you're checking it, you kind of know what, metrics to look at you can start making improvements over time and making it work for you yes. but that would give anyone a heart attack so <laughs> uh, and it wasn't like it wasn't even like oh well I spent 700 but it worked really well so it's fine it was just like mm-hmm. it was the worst but anyway we live and we learn we um, do, we do. so we were talking a little bit about Facebook ads so I know that you set them up and you run them. Is that something mm-hmm. that specifically at the moment that you're also educating studio owners on? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think that's one of the main things right now because that is the beginning of a new customer meeting you is a Facebook ad. That's like the first time they're going to see you. So I think it's important. It's an important place to look at it, especially if you're choosing. Obviously there's, there's a whole journey involved, but that's the, that's the very beginning. And so I think it's very important where you're making a, fir- a good first impression, um, making sure that your creative is is written in a way that attracts your ideal audience, um, and the fact and the, the way you're targeting them too. So um, that's a lot of it. I'm putting together some content for that. So that's a hot topic right now in the dance community. It seems like. I apologize. My dad just called, and I didn't realize that my laptop is connected to my phone. So if you're hearing that, it's just my dad. Um, I'll call him back later. We, have a, we can have a guest, a guest speaker on the show. Momentarily. No, he, he, he would be like, "What? What's a podcast?" He would be very confused. Um, so that's fun. But I, going back to what you were saying, yeah, hundred percent. That is exactly, I think, something for people to be thinking about. And I know. Um, at, in regards to your education, are you sort of taking people through it one-on-one at the moment, or do you have like courses that people can go through? Like what sort of, how are things structured for you at the moment in relation to learning about Facebook ads? Yep. So a couple ways, uh, I do have, I've started putting together training content that's free right now. I'm thinking about creating a course for specifically for dance studios to how to make profitable Facebook ads. So that's coming soon. But then the other way has just been workshops because a lot of it can be learned through practicing and getting Mm -hmm. feedback and so like every Thursday for example we do a live stream people come in it's like show us your ads they tell us who they're trying to approach um, and just tell us about that and we look at it and it's just very easy to uh, point and give feedback and say 
oh, change your targeting this way or add this to your copy or move this headline here. Um, and it's always, you're always testing with Facebook. And so I don't think the learning ever stops. It's so I, I want to make sure people understand how to think about Facebook ads. So that way they know how to make those changes and, and testing new things going forward. So I think the best way would be um, this video that I can share with you um, at the end of this, but then also like get someone to look at it, get a second, get a second opinion, join in on a workshop. If, if that's someone who's currently running Facebook ads right now. And whereabouts do you run your workshops? So right now they are, we're actually kind of moving it into a Facebook group right now. So we just started a baby group. There's about like 10, 10 studio owners right now, but we'll be doing that in there every Thursday. And what's the name of the group if anyone listening wanted to join it and have a look? Yeah, it's called Sales and Marketing Advice for Dance Studio Owners. Um, so nice. we want to just have every week we'll have an Ask Me Anything workshop, whether it's for landing pages, for Facebook ads, all the, the techie stuff when it comes to yeah. marketing, we're here to give you the feedback. Yeah, amazing. So we'll, I'll put that in my show notes as well if anyone wants to have cool. a look. Because a lot of the time, like I know if I'm driving, I'm like, oh my God, I won't remember that. So I'll make sure I write that down and put so, that in the links later. Now, I only have a couple more questions for you, but you have mentioned a couple of times at the start and just previously we were talking about landing pages. So can you give us a little bit of an overview of what you, like what is a landing page? What, why is it important for studio owners and like why mm -hmm. do studio owners need it? Yeah, so we talked about Facebook ads. So to simplify, a Facebook ad is to get someone who is potentially a good fit to click and visit your landing page. Now your landing page is a way for you to turn a stranger into a dance lead. And so on that landing page, again, if we're talking about like a mommy and me class, the advertisement should show a mommy and me like image. They come to the landing page and here you're, you're just communicating them who the mommy and me class is for, what benefits and value they get of it. And if they want to sign up for either a trial class or a discount, just give us your name, email, and phone number, and we'll reach out. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's just to collect contact information for the people who are interested in that specific offer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really good. And I know just from knowing, but there is lots of different technology and subscriptions and blah, 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 that you can set up to make it easier. But again, you can set up something quite simple kind of within your, oh, whoops, <laughs> getting excited, within your current um, web host, can't you? So yeah. is that landing page is something that you teach as well? Or is that something that is just sort of assumed when you take a new client? Yeah, so that is a, 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 a something that we teach as well. So in our bootcamp, we teach landing pages as well. There's mm -hmm. a lot of technology. You can build it on any website, whether it's like a Squarespace or a Wix, um, anything, whatever your website is on today probably has the potential. You just, it's basically just creating a duplicate page mm. for an offer, but there's also more marketing related tools like ClickFunnels or Kartra that make oh. it just really easy. Um, and it, it, they just make it super easy to, to yeah. create new landing pages and test things out. Yeah, I, I use Kartra for my coaching business, but because awesome. I, I wanted to try it and see if I liked it before I really then was like, I'm going to put all my businesses on it because then when she moves, it's a nightmare. So, yeah. um, but a lot of those companies have um, trials and what I would also yeah. encourage people 
to dance owners to look at is that something like Kartra includes email marketing. So whilst it might be more expensive initially, then you can go and cancel things like MailChimp, which I I do like, but for me, it's just the cost of it's gone like a lot. And it has, it's really, so are, like, are you fully converted to Kartra then? Uh, oh yeah. Like for my coaching and then I'm moving my, yeah. I'm moving my dance studio over there, sort of there slowly as well. Cool. Um, so that I can really, again, create those funnel processes, like how we get yeah. into the studio in a program that is capable of doing everything. So it's got the landing pages, the emails. Um, it doesn't do the Facebook ads, but you know, it sends it to them. You can yeah. do members login, like we talked about at yeah. the start, like it really is all encompassing. And I find it to be more user-friendly than MailChimp now. Agreed. I'm not sure. I just find MailChimp like quite tricky to use now where I never used yeah. to. I never really got into MailChimp, but that's super cool that you're on Kartra. That's our, our dance motion marketing is built on Kartra. And we've been thinking about, is this possible for dance studios to have their business on it? And so we'll love to chat with you about that sometime again, too. That would yeah. be cool to well, learn more how you're doing it. It is possible. And what I would say just in general, like I don't, I don't encourage my clients ever to be like, you should sign up for all the subscriptions because like I'm constantly going through my bank stuff and going, why, why do I need that $8 a month? Yeah. Thing? What is that? And it can all add up. And Kartra is not the cheapest. Um, I think it's mm -hmm. the four, just one. It's 99 US a month. Correct. I think it is. Correct. Yeah. But then for me, like, I think if you have then three um, domains, it's only like 149 and that's US. So for me, it almost like goes up to 160 oh, wow. or 70 Australian dollars. So it's, it's not, it's definitely not cheap, but when I added up all the other subscriptions that I had to use to get that one, it, I was saving yeah. money. So plus time for managing four oh, different things, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was just hating MailChimp with a burning passion. So that, <laughs> that really has helped, but sorry, just getting a little bit on the tech nerd bit, but yes, Kartra is great. Um, but you can set it up uh, just on your regular website, like you said, which is really awesome. So we will end most of our techie questions there today, but I'm a little bit nosy and I love to know some like favorite tools or apps or even something like you might be reading or listening to. Do you have like mm -hmm. three must have things that you are loving right now? You know, it doesn't have to be related to what dance studio owners might like. It might be something that you're personally interested oh okay but, okay but it, or it might be a tool that you think that dance studio owners would really enjoy cool i love that so we already talked about kartra that would have been one that's one of my three um canva i love canva like for making facebook ads for making any design social media canva just is so fun i'm in that every day all, all the time um and let's see the third one that i'm in every day is well, I just got this new app called To Do, but it's spelled like T-U-E-X-D-U-E-X. Weird, <laughs> weird spelling, but it's a to-do list and it's very simple. It's like Monday through Friday, here's my calendar and here's mm -hmm. the things I got to do. And it's just like a, I, I've, I've had a hard time finding a to-do to, to list that I like. Mm -hmm. And this one has just been like, for some reason, it's just, it works for me. And so yeah. I love it. <laughs> I find 
companies that have such um, amusing spellings to be like, like, I wonder what process they went to to think like, oh yes, everyone will have to spell it every time, but that's what makes yeah. it amusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny, so. And I do have a, I do have a bonus one. Ooh. So, cause I love video creation and I yeah. think videos are wonderful, especially like we talked about earlier in dance, there's so much to show. So Storyblocks has this new online video maker. Mm-hmm. So earlier today, my client Ertis just sent me like 10 images of dancers in her studio. And I quickly went in, put together a quick little montage, some copy and music. And it was just within 30 minutes, I had a cool video that then turned into a social media post. And so okay. it's it's making it really easy for people who don't know how to edit videos because that mm-hmm. can get really complicated. Yeah. Storyblocks, the video maker has been really cool to play with just for something really quick to get something out the door. Amazing. I've not heard of Storyblocks, but talking about Canva, also obsessed and I my studio manager created a video the other day and it was like amazing there was like these things like swooshing across the screen and I was like how did you do that and she was like just in Canva it's just slides Canva okay I'll check that out so you know how now when you create a graphic you can export it as like a as a video Mm. so she just created slides and then they export them together and it's a video that's awesome. I haven't even done that in there yet. So I'm going to go try that tonight. <laughs> and it was just funny because I was like, oh, you're amazing. And she was like, yeah, like she was just like, it was so easy. easy that she didn't even think about it. And I was like, oh, look at the swells. But yeah, she, yeah. So if Very you cool. haven't tried out creating video in Canva, I'd recommend that as well. Awesome. So we are going to wrap up now, Christian. But before we do, I'd love for you to share one more time your business name, um, your website and maybe your group name one more time. But again, we'll, we'll put all this information in the show notes. Totally. As well. So the company is called Dance Motion Marketing. You can find us at dancemotionmarketing.com and Facebook. The Facebook group is simply sales and marketing advice for dance studio owners. Um, but if you go to our website, you'll notice there's a free training, the seven keys to profitable dance studio ads. Um, free training, check it out. Like I think uh, especially if you're marketing to kids like five and under or like those younger kids, it'll help mm-hmm. you a lot. Um, it'll help you save a lot of money and costly mistakes is my hope. And even like I made, I need to go and download that because so hopefully it'll tell me not to turn on fake ads. So I don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no fake ads. <laughs> no fake ads. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christian. It was lovely having you on the show and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you, Claire. Appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.